Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Agent Prince Feast of Fun podcast. I hope you've had a good couple of months. Sorry it's been a while since the last podcast. All sorts of things going off, busy with work etc. And obviously the summer holidays as well. Um, so to this um, episode is it's going to kill two birds with one stone really. As all I've been playing for the last couple of weeks, month or so almost. Um, has been an HD re-release of... Uh, Shenmue 1 and 2 for the PlayStation 4. Excuse me, I don't know what came over me there. Shenmue was a one-time, if not the most expensive, video game ever developed and was released for the Sega Dreamcast uh, back in 1999 with a sequel coming a year or two later. Now, these are games that really resonate back to my, my past youth um, college and, and, and university in particular um, when they, by the time they were released and although yes they, they are unremarkable in what happens in, in the game itself um, a young boy, an 18 year old boy or man should I say Rihazuki um, witnesses his father's death by the hands of um, Lan Di um, a martial artist of, of unknown origin it seems but that is you know after all the overarching plot of the whole series it does develop a lot more than that when there won't be any spoilers here as such uh, the first game takes place um, in Yokosuka um, in small areas smaller um, broken down areas um, of Yamanose where the Hazuki residence is and Dojo there's Sakuragoka the small town um, en route to uh, Dubuita um, now all the locations in the game are um, developed from around real places. Um, Dubuita Street is quite a famous street in Yokosuka, which is a U.S. stroke U.S. stroke Japanese naval base, a naval um, area around there. Um, isn't mentioned much in the game, although the, the, the harbour comes into it later on. But also, um, so the, they are not just some any old representations of these towns. They Yu Suzuki has, has made sure that you know full researchers went into this game. It is set in the in the late eighties, um, nineteen eighty six, stroke nineteen eighty seven, and a lot of the buildings on Dubuita Street look remarkably similar. Uh, having seen photographs from from other journalists and whatever who've been there, it's quite a famous tourist location, famous for its burgers and other cuisines and things like that. As I said before, while it might be unremarkable to look at. Um, you know, shops selling things, but you can't really. You can buy some things, some things you can buy, some things you can't. You can buy little collectibles, little toys, things like that. It makes up. A, it makes up a full, almost a full immersive gaming world. Um, it's proof that not all games have to break the rules to be entertaining in the first place. You think about games like Grand Theft Auto, um, it's stealing cars and doing other criminal activities. Yes, other games are more fantastical as well, science fiction. Uh, medieval, you've got your Assassin's Creed, things like that. This is a game that is trying to depict the life of a young man who is on a quest, but you're also dealing with his day-to-day duties, other things he needs to do as well. He might have to fill the time here and there. Yes, there has been some complaints about that, um, particularly more from a, a, a generational perspective. Back then it was a fully immersive world, it was audacious, it was bold. Now it just seems a little bit broken. And, and that's there is some truth to that. And while at times it might be a broken experience, the controls are not great initially, although you certainly get used to them as, it, as time goes on, 
there is just so much to treasure in this world um, you might be wasting time because you've met somebody on 12 o'clock one day and you've got to meet them at 3pm the next day and you've got to kill that in-game time uh, it doesn't run in real time but you've got to kill that in-game time go to bed get up the next day and and do your route and do a different routine again but there's plenty there to chew on and every, every single person uh, bystanders shopkeepers people who just go to the pub all day that they're all there they can be followed if you want them if you want to, to follow them you can help out people in your local town help somebody yes there's some that are uh, manufactured on purpose to help somebody find the house they want or um, kick a ball in the street to learn the QTE skills that yes although very simple are very necessary to this game so what like the mechanics themselves like and like the the, the setting of, of Shenmue it's a throwback to simpler times everyone seems to be nice to one another it's a tight community um, everyone gets along everyone seems to know one another it's not a massive area of space especially compared to two um, which I won't go into too much because I've, I've only really just uh, started with that. But it only localized, it's only a small localized area, but you're coming to and from, and you, you're you're learning where places are, you're developing, you, you know, and, and obviously through all those experiences with different people, there's no one set way of doing this game. Yes, there there is a one overall quest of the game, but there is no set way of doing it. I missed some bits out, did things another way things like that you can talk to some people about one thing you can skip ahead and talk to two or three others or or you can do it you can delve it down even deeper and learn you might miss a move or two here and there that sort of thing is not absolutely necessary you do how you want to do it you could be better at fighting you could be worse at fighting there's all different different ways of doing this game and while yes now the combat is a little bit clunky it can be difficult to sometimes turn real the right way to do certain moves, they're you know, very virtual fighter style moves, um, back forward punch, that sort of thing, uh, to, to um, activate them, that sort of thing. And while it isn't cutting edge by any means, you know, in, in some ways it hasn't dated well, I can't imagine my 17 year old son wanted to play anytime soon. He's seen some bits of it, hasn't really grabbed him. It's not his sort of game anyway, so, you know, it's, it's, it's a different generation, I suppose, of you know, FIFA, Fortnite and things like that, it caters for different things. I don't expect this sort of game to cater to people like that unless they've already experienced it before and want a better, newer platform um, with latest technology, latest television sets, that sort of thing, to experience it on. But on the flip side, um, my six-year-old daughter, ever since I've put the disc in and, and just shown her the first few minutes of, um, you know, while skipping the first scene, of course, uh, going down to the local town and and seeing that the you know the toy dispensers they work. There's very few games where something like that so um, seemingly inanimate in the background would ever work in a game. Um, and and obviously they do work. You can collect toys. You can spend all your money on the toys if you really want to. They may even you know hint hint they come in handy for some collectors in the second game. That sort of thing is 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 worth doing. Um, and she absolutely loves them. Um, absolutely loves them you know they are a little bit at lost in time in terms of the setting of the game there's Sonic the Hedgehog, Virtual Fighter toys things like that these are all things that represent Sega the game represented Sega at the time uh, and in some ways it still does now again uh, you know, they chose to, to, to remaster and re-release this game um, and I think it was you know not just a fan base sort of thing 
I actually think it's it's a necessary release. I think some people need to experience this sort of game. Whether they play it for 10 minutes and think this is terrible, walk away, that's fine. They can do that. I think I still think it's a necessary piece of video game culture. Um, the second game, yes, it is technically a lot better in certain things, but it's essentially the same sort of experience. Um, you know, interacting with people and, and items and um, ex different experiences. And on, you know, what is possibly, the, or probably the most um, biggest complaint of the game actually is the waiting time sometimes. But it only really happens realistically uh, a couple of times where you've got to wait quite a long time to meet somebody. If you, you know, you know what you're doing and you can get to um, certain places within certain times and their opening times or their closing times, you can do quite a lot in one, get a lot done in one day. Um, and you know, that's the beauty of it. You could do it slow if you want, you can do it fast if you want. There is one particular moment where, I think I mentioned it before, where you, you've got to wait till 12 o'clock one day and 3 p.m. the next day and you've got to kill a bit of time. Well, this is the kind of thing, you know, I had some encouragement, yes, from my, from my daughter, as I mentioned before. You know, she... Uh, once it reminded me to go and look after the kitten that you look after in the game if you so choose to you might not but we did you know we fed her we gave her milk made her feel better and that's an experience in itself like real life she likes doing those things in real life um, and also the, you know, the, the toys and trinkets are something that she likes to collect in real life as well and it's just it attributes those real life experiences into a video game yes you might think oh why would i want to do that that's real life stuff my real life is is what it is i want to play video games to get away from all that well that's fine but you're still living someone else's life it's still a fantasy to a degree it's just a very much fully developed fantasy and you know with yukusuka being the community that it is um you know as you guide rio around it you feel a part of it Let's get sweaty. So as you can probably tell, you know, Shenmue is a great game to me. Um, it doesn't hold up fantastically well technically, but for me, it's an experience. It's one of the most anticipated games of, of 2018 for me. It's something I wanted to experience all over again. I haven't got a Dreamcast anymore, that kind of thing. So for me, it's been a perfect release. I have raced through the first game. Um, couldn't wait to get it finished. And, you know, it's it's still, I wouldn't say it's one of my favourite games of all time per se, but it's certainly one that I'll never forget. Um, it's been something that's been quotable from some of its, yeah, pretty bad dialogue. Um, but it's quite amusing at the same time, so I, I forgive it for that. But there has been some criticisms that I, I think are a bit harsh and I think are just kind of losing the respect as to what it was and what it tried to do. Um, and it's easy. It's not easy. You know, I don't think it's very justified to just fob it off to say, "Oh, well, it tried to do this and that and other." But now it's twenty eighteen. It doesn't mean anything anymore. You know, that's rubbish. I mean, I without Shenmue or Shenmue two and the concept and the, and the idea of building a world, you wouldn't you wouldn't see the Yakuza series. Um, you know, it was it's the first thing that sprung to mind when I first played that way back when on the, on the PS two. It's tried to do a similar sort of thing. Yes, it's a different direction and characters and all that sort of thing but it's a similar sort of sort of experience um and i will you know pick on one particular uh, mini review if you like or impression um that i did listen to um and you know i think it was a bit harsh and um 
and just disrespect of the, of the platform what it was trying to achieve you know just to say it's dreadful um is is just for me is not justified you know opinions are everything that's fine you know you can have that opinion I, I i sincerely just cannot agree with that um i think it's it's to say that deadly premonition yes which is also a great game i will acknowledge that absolutely but mostly because of its storyline and its intricacies not because of its systems it's it, it's at times it's almost barely playable as a game you know it's pretty broken combat the driving is, is absolutely awful in in deadly premonition and the story you know more than saves it it's an experience like no other for that reason why can't the same be said for you know for Shenmue it's not you know it's not it's not in a fantastical story of course it's only the first step in in many stories I, I i suppose with with three on the way and then that being you know now confirmed as not the last game either but it's a different experience it's meant to be more real uh, more real life more realistic yes it's still got its own um potentially mystical connotations again no no spoilers here but um you know deadly premonition obviously wasn't it was completely you know um spirit you know ghost world that sort of thing demon world all this sort of thing so completely different sort of thing and and i'm not quite you know the, but there are people you could follow there i, I get that um <clears throat> but to compare the two is a bit in, in the same light is, is a bit difficult especially when your views are so contrasting between the two if anything you think this was bad you'd think that was pretty bad too i think there's the similar sort of experiences they're just not as out there as, as something that sweary would make of course But of course, I mean that being said about not agreeing with criticism, I'm not going to go to the point of doing what you know what some people have done. Um, I mean, hate mail is one thing, but then to say that you know they're not qualified to be a reviewer of a game or a games reviewer generally because of what they think of a game is just wrong. You've just got to remember that you know for every bad film, for every bad TV show, there, there's a goal behind it. There's passion behind it. You know, um, and you, you can't forget that you've got to respect the platform that you're. You're looking at and at the end of the day you're looking at the experience that you have with it it's not always just about the mechanics it's about the experience you have with it if you found it boring that's fair enough if you found it amazingly brilliant and it's but even though it's contrasting to other people's views don't worry about it you know let them think what they think and i think what i think i just think that in in that impression there was a little bit of respect lost there for the platform and what it was trying to do and and you know, and what it did for other games as well, for following on from there. And and with that, I think other than the the waiting in time, um, or waiting hours, sorry for for appointments type of scenarios, the only thing little little disappointing factor was the trophies, stroke achievements for this game. Most of them, or a lot of them, were unmissable, um, and a lot of the missable ones were just very simple, yeah, boring, you know, um, cutscene triggered type scenarios. Um, I was a little bit disappointed by that. I think there's more they could have done with it. Um, you know, uh, learning more moves, maybe learning key moves, that sort of thing, instead of just learning five moves or something like that. So there's a little bit more to it. It's easily done in one run, uh, one run through the game, of course. Um, and I think the second one is similar, although they're a little bit harder. And I am a bit more unfamiliar with um, Shenmue 2 than 1, um, having never actually completed Shenmue 2. So I'm really looking forward to that. I have started that, um, and already you can tell it's a little bit 
uh, been more touched up, a bit more cleaned up in terms of its mechanics <coughs> and the story is plodding on. It's, it's certainly a different experience in terms of its surroundings as well. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And so I think we've come to the end of uh, this uh, edition of um, Feast of Fun podcast. A um, bit of a shorter one this time. Um, I haven't really included much in terms of other entertainment at the moment, but I'm working on something in the background, so expect a bigger bumper edition um, next time. I'd like to know people's thoughts on, on Shenmue, if you've picked up the re-release or you played it before, didn't want to touch it again, whatever, either or. Um, I'd love to hear about it. Um, hook me up on um, Twitter, um, at agent underscore prince. Uh, also on Instagram with the same um, at the same address there. And um, also look out for any of my work on um, www.heypoorplayer.com and, and obviously don't forget uh, my own blog, agentprince.wordpress.com. That's it for now. Goodbye.